Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. The next couple weeks are going to be crazy in the sports world. Round three of the basketball playoffs, round two of hockey playoffs, regular season baseball, a golf major kicks off this weekend, tennis major kicks off in a couple weeks. There is so much going on, and BetOnline is the place to stop for all of your props, odds, bets, parlays, and more over this next crazy month of May. Use our promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to get a 50% welcome bonus when you sign up, bet online where the game starts. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night. However, and whenever it is, you may be listening. Thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of The Take It Easy Podcast, live on the Believe Podcast Network. Except it isn't live. Because it's a podcast. Welcome in, everybody. It is May 17th, according to my count. It may not be that according to your count, but we appreciate you stopping in however and whenever it is you may be listening. We have got a very, very special guest joining us here today on the Take It Easy podcast. If you've been listening to us, For a really long time, you remember this person coming on around this time last year to join this here fine podcast. He is, by my accounts, the coolest guest that we have, or I guess now we shall say the coolest friend of the show because it is the second time that he is joining us here on the podcast. It is three-time NFL Super Bowl champion LeGarrette Blunt. He made a Pro Bowl, he won three Super Bowls, two with the Patriots, one with the Eagles, and LeGarrette Blunt is a friend of the show joining us again here today for a longer podcast than the last time he joined the show, and what I like to think, a much more lively, engaging conversation. I'm really excited to chat with LeGarrette again, and I'm really excited to share it with all of y'all, because like last time he came on the show last year, it's one of the things that was a highlight of my weekend, and this was a highlight leading into the weekend last week when we got to talk to him. So I'm really excited to share this with you. I, I compare this one with the first time I talked to LeGarrette, and it's interesting to see development from me as a, as a podcast host and a podcast producer and all the stuff that we've been doing. So I, I just think it's super cool that LeGarrette's back on the show. And LeGarrette and I had a really fun conversation about the NFL and quarterbacks and Tom Brady and also a little bit about Judge Judy for some reason, but you'll have to listen all the way through to figure out why. Or you can technically skip forward. It is a podcast, but you're not going to want to skip forward because of how engaging this conversation is with LeGarrette Blunt. And LeGarrette is joining us on behalf of his CBD company known as LG's Feel Good. They are 100% scientifically formulated and athlete approved there is zero thc 
in LG's Feel Good. If you want to buy some THC-free CBD to help with recovery or just general aches and pains, you can use the link in the description to this episode, not just for their website, but also for their Instagram page, which you can follow to get all the updates and hear some former NFL players like James Jones talking about LeGarrette Blunt's amazing 100% THC-free CBD oil. Now, without further ado, let us welcome in three-time Super Bowl champion LeGarrette Blunt. Who's this? Yeah, I'm excited, dude. <laughs> Excited to talk again. I saw you were a Mavericks fan. I was interested by that because I don't it seems like a weird team to root for, but are you excited about game seven? Why is it weird to root for the Mavericks though? I mean, aren't you from Florida? And like yeah. you you went to Oregon, you never really played in Texas. Like, what's what's the Mavericks connection? So the Mavericks connection is Dirk. Okay. Dirk's my favorite player ever. Interesting. So, so you I'm just not, really love watching. Like, I'm not calling him obviously like like LeBron or Jordan or anything like that. I'm just saying he's my personal favorite player. I get it. Like Dirk. Let's see. You were were you in high school around the time Dirk won his MVP? Yeah. So that, that's and then what I was in the league the, when he won the championship in Miami. I went to the game, game six. Oh, that's cool. How was that experience? That was dope. That was fun. And he won MVP <laughs> of the series too, man. So you know. Of course, like, because I guess it makes sense from like t- 2006 to like 2009, he was like the best player in the NBA, but no one really ever talks about that. Nah, uh, you know, he get overshadowed by Tim Duncan a lot. Yeah, Rightfully he, he, so. he's like in between like Tim Duncan and then into LeBron and then Shaq's kind of mixed in there. Kind of right, makes sense. Right, rightfully so, though. I, I can't argue with people that say Tim Duncan is the best four of all time, power forward of all time. I, I can't argue that. I mean, yeah. I mean, but people can't argue when I say Dirk the best all time either. <laughs> I mean, but that's okay though. Like they happen to exist at the same time, and like right. the, the the idea of the supersized four like came out of those two guys, and yeah, like facts. I guess kind of LeBron afterwards, but he's kind of like a small forward by trade. But it's kind of that same idea. Like those dudes were right. crazy. They created like the Porzingis's, the 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 you know the NBs, you know the the. The Jokic, the Jokic is, you know, they, they came, those guys, you know, were, were created, you know, they, from that. Yeah. It's so weird. Like people don't talk about Tim Duncan a lot just because Tim Duncan was always super quiet, but like Tim Duncan changed the NBA just because his, he was so good that his skill set was just going to dominate yeah, he, no matter what. 100%, 100%. He definitely was a, a major factor in how the NBA is today for that position, for sure. Yeah, it's weird how that worked out. But yeah, you guys got how how lucky is it that you guys went from like Dirk and you had like like five years down and you immediately get another generational star. Like I'm I'm over here, I'm over here in Sacramento and like I've kind of (laughs) I've kind of adopted the Kings. I'm originally from Southern California, but I've kind of like adopted the Kings now because it's like it's the cool thing that they have here. I'm like, they, they got like boogie cousins over 20 years and Dallas just keeps lucking their way into like the best young players in the NBA all the time. They had boogie for a while. They had boogie for a while. I mean, I mean, you know, you had the sea webs and the, you know, all the different, you know, but they were all in different times. None of- 
Oh, I can't hear you right now. There we go. I got you. Um, yeah, we're good. I, I was going to say, though, like, I was like four years old when Chris Webber was on the Kings, though. Like, I am, I'm a yeah. child when it comes to that. Like, the, the Kings have been irrelevant yeah. for my whole life. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, uh, yeah, I was young, too. I, I wasn't really that heavily into basketball at that point. But, I mean... Everybody knows Chris Weber, knows who Chris Weber is. You know, <laughs> at the very least, you know him as a broadcaster now. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Did Did you play any other sports when you were younger, or was football kind of your thing in high school? Football. Um, I ran track, um, played baseball. Um, those were usually my sports growing up. Are you still into baseball, or did that kind of like leave that behind a while ago? Um, a little bit, you know. Uh, I'm more interested in watching it in person than I am watching it on television, for sure. I get that. I'm kind of in the same boat now. uh, My son actually was just recently asking about um, starting that up. So maybe we'll get him into it. He's 12 right now. So maybe we'll get him into it. That's that's actually a good age for baseball to pick up. Like as a kid, like baseball was my number one sport. And then like as I've gotten older and played it less, like it's faded a little bit. But baseball, baseball is cool when you're like a kid and and when you're looking for an activity like I mean, basketball is kind of taking that over a little bit, too. But baseball is kind of fun as a kid. Yeah, no, baseball is definitely fun. I like baseball. Um, LB likes baseball. So, you know, I don't know how much I could teach him when it comes to like (laughs) All the, all the, you know, the details of how to be a good baseball player. You know, I'd have to find some people around how to do that. But, um, I mean, shoot, it'd be, again, it, like I said, it'd be fun for, it'd be fun to watch for me. Yeah, I'm sure it would be, dude. Like get, having kids play sports, I feel like is a really cool thing. Like obviously, I'm I'm too young. I'm I'm still technically a kid myself, if you want to go that right, way. Right. But <laughs> I feel like that's regardless of what the sport is, it's just kind of a cool pride thing, I imagine. No, it definitely is, man. It definitely is. And just to see, like, uh, the glimpses of yourself in them, you know, that's really a big part for me is is, is going out there and watching them play and, you know, resemble me a little bit. Does that happen when you, like, watch kids playing, like, college football now and things like that, when when you see, like, maybe people you know or just people who play like you coming up in the league? Um, I don't see a lot of guys, you know, that that were – you know, that are quite like me in college anymore. You know, most of these guys are uh, a lot smaller, um, probably a lot quicker. Uh, guys that you can do a lot of different things with rather than, you know, uh, play power football. You know, these, these guys coming out, now you can line them up outside. You can put them in the slot. You can put them in the wildcat formation. You can do whatever with them, you know, these, you know, so these kind of like hybrid players now, hybrid running backs. <laughs> I'm interested by hybrid running back, like the revolution of the sport. And then there's just like Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor in the middle right. where it's just like, they're just so good that it doesn't matter. You just give them the ball. And even, you know, with undersized guys in the middle, they just run through everybody. It's crazy to yeah, watch. Nah, nah, yeah. Jonathan Taylor, uh, shoot, Nick Tubb, um, you know, Kamara is one of those guys that, that you can, that you can, you can give it to him 20 times, you know, get you 150, but you always you can throw it to him another 10, you know, 11 times, get you another 100, 100 yards, you know. So he's, he's uh, you know, the, the difference in those two guys is, um, sadly, you can scheme up a defense to stop Kamara. 
can't really do that with, you know, Derrick Henry or Jonathan Taylor. You know, these guys, these guys, you're just going to have to tackle throughout the course of four quarters. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Especially because Taylor hasn't taken all the hits in the league yet. So, like, I, I watch him and I'm like, that guy might go for 2,000 yards next year, especially because. Yeah, no, nah, he's, Colts- he's a solid dude. He's tough. Yeah. He runs hard and he's strong. He's really faster than what people think. Yeah, I know. It, it it was really shocking considering like I knew he was awesome coming out of Wisconsin and then yeah. it got to the draft. I'm like, AJ Dillon, look at this body structure. That dude's going to be a menace. And then, you know, Jonathan Taylor got taken ahead of him. I was like, oh, this is crazy. How are they doing this? And then, you know, Taylor turned into a stud. Yeah, he was always a stud. You know, he was he always was probably. The, I mean, that, that draft class what two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. I you think know, so. Um, I'm trying to think who all came out of that draft class besides him, him and AJ Dillon. And I think Clyde was in that class too. Was Clyde Edwards Hilaire in that class? Let me yeah, see. I think maybe Hilaire. Uh, yeah. Hilaire might have been before then. All right. So I got 2020 class here. So, so 32nd pick was Clyde, 35, DeAndre Swift. I forgot about DeAndre Swift That's in that right. class. DeAndre Swift, nice in, in, in Detroit. He's nice. I like him. Love him. Cam Akers was a second round pick. Um, you got J.K. Dobbins in Baltimore, which sucked that he got hurt last year because like people forget how good he was as a rookie, and they were yeah. they were gonna kind of have him be the RB one after Mark Ingram left. And then, then you got uh, who else you got? So you got Dylan at the end of the second, Antonio Gibson round three. Holy shit, this class was insane. <laughs> um, then you got Keyshawn Vaughn. In round three, uh, Zach Moss with the Bills. Um, now we're getting into like the fourth round. You got like Joshua Kelly. And- okay, so yeah, you know these. The, you know, my personal my personal opinion. I think Jonathan Taylor is the best running back out of that class. Um, but I like I like Swift. I like Dobbins. You know, I, shit, I, I like. I like I like it was Hilaire, you know, but 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 you know it's 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 them, you know, you know, it was Hilaire and all these guys and then JT just, you know, kinda here. You know Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor's built different, man. He, he is he's amazing. <laughs> Even this whole draft class. stronger than what people think. For sure. This whole draft class is actually really good. Like just going back through it real like it was only two years ago. So like I remember like most of the players here, but like obviously right. you got Burrow. Herbert Young at the top, CD Lamb, Justin Jefferson, like all these. This draft class was stacked. Even like yeah. with these guys who are only two years into the league, and I already think of them as like stars of the NFL. Oh yeah, Herbert, man, he's gonna be the, he's gonna be he's the quarterback of the future. Which one is the quarterback of the future? Herbert. Herbert, I can get behind that. Herbert is it the guys who I, I don't know how you feel about this, like analyzing football, but the guys who like, you know, right away are awesome. Those are the people that I feel like can translate over like 10 years. Like Herbert's first start. We all knew he was like oh, something yeah. special. Oh, yeah. 100%, you know, and, and, and you know, um, Herbert Burrow. Uh, Allen. Mahomes, Lamar, Tyler. Uh, oh, 
So I'm gonna say this: You got your Brady. You, well, I'm gonna take Brady out of this. You got your Peyton Manning's. You got your Eli Manning. You got your Matt Ryan. You know, and I'm putting them in. I'm kind of grouping them in. You got your Philip Rivers. You know, I'm kind of grouping them in those kind of categories. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, Kyler Murray might be a Matt Ryan. He might play really good all year. He might have really great regular seasons. He might have really great postseason run, or you know, games a couple here and there. He might never get a Super Bowl. I, I see what you mean. You know what I'm saying? Lamar Jackson is going to be, you know, kind of like he'll probably end up being kind of like Michael Vick, you know, or or or, or Somebody like I, I don't want to compare it to somebody that won a Super Bowl because I don't know if he's going to win one. Is he capable of it? Oh yeah, he definitely is, one hundred percent. He can win any game versus any team, but when he gets to the postseason, things change. You know, defenses play better, offenses play better. You know, and you got to be able to adapt to that change. You got to be able to t- step it up a, a notch. Uh, so you know. Lamar might be like that. He might have a million records, may never get a Super Bowl. And then you got Burrow. Burrow, shit, two years, he already, you know, you know, Super Bowl runner-up. Um, they put him with, you know, they put him together with a, a, a dope running back with and Joe Mixon, you know, um, a great receiver. Uh, shit, a great receiver in, in uh, whatever the kid's name is, Jamar Chase. Um, you got T Higgins on the other side, you know, you got Tyler Boyd. So you got a pretty good supporting cast around him. I mean, they probably should go get a couple more, but, uh, you got a good supporting. So he might be one. He might be a Peyton Manning type guy. He might go win too. You know what I'm saying? He Herbert might be Eli. He might go win two, might go win one, but you know what I'm saying? Like these the guys that I'm naming that's going that might win Super Bowls are the guys that you can tell immediately they're going to be good for a really long time, no matter if you give them the best players or the worst players. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like it, it's it's interesting because there's so many more good quarterbacks than like there used to be. So like w- when we say like there's who's Tom Brady, it's like well I guess Mahomes and Allen are in that group, but like. They, not everyone can win all the championships. So right. in my mind, I'm, I there is I, no there is you can't compare nobody to Brady. No, and, and the thing that I think is going to happen over the next like decade is like all of them are going to like split the titles. So like it's like one's going to go to Allen, one's going to go to Stafford, one's going to go to Mahomes, one's going to go to Lamar, and they're like all just going to split up the titles, and they're all just going to be like that. It's only gonna be. I'm telling you now. It's only gonna be about two of them, maybe three. That's gonna be back and forth in that championship game. Mahomes being one. I, I maybe maybe Josh Allen, but he got to get through Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mahomes just lost Tyreek, so that that might be a one up. Oh, who do who do you say is third? I want to ask you this, like, because we can take uh, Rodgers and I'm we say Mahomes. Maybe Josh Allen could get there, and you got you got to put you got to put Burrow in that conversation. You got to. Ooh, interesting, because like he for the sake went. of, he just went last year. Yeah, I know, but I still think of that one as kind of fluky because the Chiefs like blew like threw up on themselves at the end of that game, and and they just did enough to get by. I 
I know, but so, so you can't so you can't put Stafford in there either. Then. Oh no, nah. no, definitely not Stafford. It's like because, Stafford got because, the the Lamborghini. Without, and... without that, that that crazy last second deep ball to to um to Cooper Cup to kick that game winning field goal against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay might be champs again. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I think they're gonna. Uh, me personally, I'm thinking that they're gonna. That team that they, who did the who did the Rams play to get to the Super Bowl? They played the Forty uh, uh, ers The Niners. The Buccaneers beating. They're gonna beat the shit out of the Niners. They would beat the shit out of the Niners. Yes, I'm with, with Brady, you on that. With Mike Evans, with all the boys there, they they beating the shit out of them. You know what I'm saying? And for the Rams, you, you can either get a great game out of Stafford. Or you're gonna get a horrible game out of him. You're not gonna get an in between. Like no, if you if you throw one pick early in the game, you, uh, I'm 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 gonna bet a lot of money that another pick is coming at some point. If you don't throw no pick, oh, he probably gonna win. See, like taking Rodgers and Brady out of the mix because like they're just weird exceptions at this point. Like they're dudes in their forties yeah. that are still balling. Like is Rodgers an exception though? I don't know. Like his is weird because he might have five years left, and if that's the case, like that's a generation I mean, of football. Rogers don't want it. I I don't do that to Rogers, man. Like they just had the worst luck in the world for all those years, man. They he I'm went to no. he went to six conference championship games, and one of them that he didn't get to, they had a fifteen and one team. Like he's been amazing for fifteen years. They just get really bad nah, luck. Great. At the end. He's great, but he ain't winning yeah. no championships. I mean, it's Roger Rogers. I look how at many, him. How, I'm many, like, how many flukes can it be? <laughs> MVPs, if man. Your team, if your uh, team is going 15 and one and 14 and two and 13 and three and 12 and four. How are y'all, y'all only losing four games in, in 16, 18 weeks, 17 weeks or whatever. Who? Come on. I I get it. I just I I look back. I'm like, okay, the, the year that they lost to the Falcons, yeah, the Falcons were just a better team. Like they were supposed to lose that. They the Seahawks year, they had the game, the the crazy ball off the helmet on the onside kick. Like they should have yeah. gone to the Super Bowl that year. To Rogers, right? <sighs> yeah, to tight end Rogers, right? Yep, on Rogers. Onside kick. onside kick messed that up. The that the Giants you know, year, that. like. Ugh. That he shouldn't that that moment was too big for him. He shouldn't have been out there. I know, and that's not on Aaron Rodgers though. Like in my mind, I'm like, that's just bad luck. Like he got unlucky that he hasn't been to a second Super Bowl. Now the last couple ones, I can I can get behind that. Like the 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 Tampa one in 2020, they they lost to Tampa. Tampa was just better team than them. It's a better team. Yeah, 2019 49ers just a better team. Like that that one, I can give them that. But like two well, what of those about this year. This year, that that one, I'm just throwing it out. Like th- they had a blocked field goal and a blocked. Pu- when have you ever seen a blocked field goal and a blocked punt in the same game? Know, lose you can't it. throw that out though. <laughs> it was snowing. That's you like, had a like, blocked field goal, like a blocked. That's punt. like throwing yeah. all the games that Peyton Manning lost to Brady before winning the first Super Bowl out. I get that. Like in the grand scheme of Rogers career, that one's just like, that was just a random weird ass loss. It was like yeah. snowing. Like the, the, that's, the that's just a weird punt, but that's just. If, if you've been bad on special, that's that's coaching errors, though. Yeah, but that's uh, that's probably what that's probably the reason that he wants. To, that's probably the reason why he wanted to leave in the first place. And and the front office, like drafting his replacement. Like, like, for the last two years, Aaron Rodgers has been saying he, he hasn't came out and said it, 
but he's definitely been implying strongly that he wants to leave Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Like he's in the last two years, he's been he's been he hasn't been all he's saying. If you want to be somewhere, you're not going to say, I don't know what the future holds with us. I don't know where I don't know where we're going to be at in two months. I don't know, you know, that like mm-hmm. if you want to be there, you've been there for 15, 10, I don't know how long you've been there, 15 years, whatever. Your answer should be, this is my home. I've been here for 15 years. I love it here. I don't want to leave. You know what I'm and saying? Now, that's, what he, yeah. that's what he was saying for the first 12 years. <laughs> then he wanted to go, and then he realized, I guess, like best football decision was there. He got the bag, and I assume next year he's going to be the, I love Green Bay, I love the team, I love the coach. I assume now that he's got the yeah. bag, like he's going to go back to that. But but but, but, the, but the bag only, the bag only what? One year, two years for Roger. I think it's like three with an opt out at one three, point. Two, yeah. Two and an option. Something like that. Something like three that. And an three and an option. I think. <laughs> but by then he'll be this weapon. I know, but he's like 43 by the time he gets to that option. And like, maybe he just decides he's done at that point. Who knows? Like he's 40 years old next he, year. He's probably going to retire and trying to get to another squad. <sighs> maybe. Or he might I try mean, to get traded. You do what Brady did. He, he, he don't know what life is like without Devontae, you know, um, in the last, what, five five years? Right? Of Devontae's career? Yeah. 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 Five, I think, four or five? I think he spent four years in Green Bay. I th- Let me double check, yeah. but it's four Something or five. Like that, but, yeah. you know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers using your wonder years and, and you end up with a with an amazing gift at, you know in Devontae Adams as as you know in your wonder years in the years that you out there throwing you know six interceptions 30 touchdowns like I the the Packers one is so strange because I think even the Packers believe like they can find they have a better chance of finding another Devonte Adams than they do of finding another Aaron Rodgers and like one hundred percent. I think that's the game 100%. they're playing with. That is like well, I'm gonna just tell you, bro. It ain't you ain't gonna find another Devonte for a long time. I, I'm with you on that, and they. I guess they were. I guess the argument they can make is like they won with like Jordy Nelson, and like I know Jordy Nelson like was was a pretty good receiver, but like Shit, Jordy was a pro bowler. Yeah, and, and they he found was, him. He was, and, he, 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 don't get it twisted. Like he was a Pro Bowl receiver. Like he's a yeah. Pro receiver. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess they're saying they can find another one of those and like and say. That, and at that, that time, shit, he had Randall Cobb. He had you know all these other like players around Jordy Nelson that was like playing great at the time. So Jordy was getting single covered. You know they doubling Randall. You know Randall getting single covered. They you know they doubling Jordy. He had the best of both worlds for a while. Mm-hmm. I agree there, and like so maybe they still got you. Still got the running back. You still got Aaron Jones. They got Dylan, who they can use as like a, yeah, a slide Dylan, out man, option. I don't know, man. I just can't get excuses for A Rod, man. I love A Rod. I'm a huge fan. He knows this. He knows this. I've talked to him. He knows I'm a huge fan, man. But hey, man, you can go just like Peyton. A lot of man, Peyton is just so well known. He's not he's not well known for winning the two Super Bowls. He's well known for passing for 5,500 yards in the season, 45 touchdowns and six picks. He's known for, you know, 4,500 4, yards. You know, he's known for all these regular season accolades that he, you know, 
damn near at one point he was breaking his his own records every season. He was just breaking his own. No one could even touch him. And but it just it just wasn't equating to Super Bowl wins. Mm-hmm. It's always the argument of being known as number two. So like Peyton Manning was always like, you're great. And also Tom Brady exists at the same time of you. And then the year Tom Brady tore his knee, like the Saints were the team that year. And then they beat them in right, the Super when it Bowl. Been young. Mm-hmm. It tw- you know the saying? Legion of Boom with the Broncos. Like it, it was always, you're just second to whoever else is there yeah. at the time. You got to just be okay with that. I think so. I think that's think why he got it, bro. Right, You're number two. To ever play that position, people people consider you the second best to ever play a position um, that's been around for seventy five years. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you're the second best ever. I'd be cool with that. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> for sure. Like Aaron Rodgers in a world where the Patriots don't exist. Like we look at what the Packers did over the last like fifteen years and think it's like insane that they did that. It's just the Patriots. Y'all set the bar so high that it, it changed the standard for Green Bay. Like making seven conference championships. I mean six conference championships and having a fifteen and one season. But like doing yeah. that in fifteen years, that's that's pretty good. Like especially in the modern NFL. But oh, yeah. even. Even before that, we said Mahomes and Allen and then Rodgers. Even, right. even, even as a two-time MVP, we still go to Mahomes. We still go to Allen. Uh, my, my third is Lamar Jackson. Because I, I, say, I say Lamar is like the most scrutinized quarterback in the NFL that we have oh, today. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I'm, I'm behind. All, but, but I'm I, telling I, you, man. I'm telling you, but that, that ever so elusive Super Bowl trophy, man. In the playoffs, bro, you gotta you gotta come you gotta come correct. Mm-hmm. Your your leader can't be the one making the mistakes. They gotta be the people around him. You know, I mean, granted, you don't want anyone to make a mistake, but he gotta be my my quarterback. Gotta be every pass on 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 point on point on point. Now, if they're dropping it, we can fix that. Take him out. Put somebody else in. Mm-hmm. But if if, if if they're if they're getting open and my quarterback, you know, putting the ball over here, you know, or over here, well, we can't win with that. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. or my, or my quarterback so quick to take off, you know, you, you can't win with that. You know what I'm saying? And I and I and I, I personally think Lamar is one of the better deep ball passers in the league. He is he has an extremely underrated arm power. Like he has extremely underrated arm strength. Like I think he can. He can throw the ball with the best of them when it comes to like deep balls. I don't ever see him underthrow anybody. Mm-hmm. I, you're talking the, about one of the fastest guys in the league and Marquise Brown, you know, and, and, and he's never underthrowing him. He's he's either overthrowing him or he's just on the money. So he did definitely gets more scrutinized than most for sure. The one year that remember that year that they, they won the MVP and they like lost the Titans in, in the first game of the playoffs. Like, yeah, Derrick Henry went for like 200. Yeah, like like that one, I think it was fair, like the criticism that people threw at Lamar because they they were like 98% on fourth downs and they were like 0 for 3 on fourth downs in that game. And like the Titans like scored a whole bunch of points off that. And so like that one kind of went down for him. But the last two years, his team's gotten like decimated by injuries. And yeah, even 2020, I looked at that like the, the, the moment it clicked for me with Lamar, like everyone's kind of being a hater was like, 
that that team was decimated by injuries and they were still were a top five team in the NFL just because yeah. they had Lamar Jackson. Just because they had Lamar. I agree with that. It like I think they, they beat the Titans, I think, in the first round that year. He's he definitely like, one of those he's definitely one of those players that you can add to any of the 32 teams, and that team immediately becomes better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, not saying that he can go to the freaking Buffalo Bills and take Josh Allen's spot or anything like that, but if he goes to the Buffalo Bills, they're immediately better because there's no way that you don't put him on the field. Mm-hmm. There's just especially, no way. Especially because Buffalo's biggest weakness is their running game at this point. Right. Like when they get to the playoffs, you can make Josh Allen the number one, but they're like, they, they saw what happened to Cam Newton and Buffalo's like, okay, in the regular season, we're not going to run Josh Allen in the, right. in the playoffs. He can take 15 carries, but in the regular season, we, we're not running him. Yeah. No, nah, cause Cam Newton, man, his body was getting beat up throughout the course of seasons, man. That, again, you know, they did go what 15 and one for 15 and one, one year, mm-hmm. all the way to the Super Bowl, you know, and got, annihilated Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) i mean they were they were great that year and same way like baltimore was great in 29 like 2019 they were literally unbeatable and then they've never quite gotten like the the perfect combination since then and that sucks because like lamar is in his prime right now and like i think he's like the third or the fourth like he's that he's that elite tier of quarterback and like he's definitely an elite tier quarterback yeah, he's just not quite there. I liked what you were saying earlier about the second tier guys too, because you were like lumping in Stafford and Kyler and and like yeah. Dak Prescott and those guys. Like, there's a there's a richer second tier than there used to be. We're like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it don't always got to. That's why I was telling you. That's why I always say, bro, it don't always got to. Like everybody, everybody's comparison doesn't always have to be Tom Brady because that's some that's unfair for some people. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't, you can't be like, oh yeah, man. You compare Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray to Tom Brady. You just can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, after after 12 won his first, maybe first or second Super Bowl, immediately people already knew, well, this gonna be, this might be him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what I I know that, and and that's and that was in freaking 2000, bro. I was. I was still in high school, you know. I was I wasn't even in high school. No, nah. I was elementary, maybe maybe middle school. You know what I'm saying? Like, and at that point in time, bro, you know, as I got older and shit, like I started obviously realize, you know, recognize the game for what it was. But you know, think think about right then, everybody like, bro, this might be him. You know, and and people are looking at Josh Allen. Mahomes, people are really looking at Mahomes like, damn, bro, you're battling Brady for the for the for the king of the hill type shit every year. You're battling Brady for king of the hill. Y'all done played five or six times already. Mm-hmm. You know, you're coming out party was against the Patriots. You passed for like four or five hundred yards. You know, uh, three or four touchdowns. I, I think y'all might have lost the game, but. That's your coming out party, bro. You just went crazy on Bill Belichick defense. Put the league <laughs> on notice. You know, now everybody, you know, you know, everybody, everybody was going to game plan for him, but you know, weeks ahead of playing them, but you, you can't. He's impossible. You can't. It's impossible. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah, it's nothing that you can possibly do to stop him from being him. 
Like he's gonna kill you with his legs, even though he's not Lamar, he's gonna kill you with his legs. And he might not even be running the ball down through. He just might be just getting away, getting away, getting away. Oh, I got a receiver down here because they've been calling, they've been, you know, guarding the, the receiver for seven seconds. I got a receiver wide open in the end zone. <laughs> you know, that's mm-hmm. just <laughs> I mean, we saw it like like for the Bills, like Gabriel Davis popped off in that playoff game. No one knew who he was, but it's like, right. yo, here's four touchdowns. Boom. Four tubs. <laughs> it's it's crazy how that works now, out. Big like, number 13, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, come on, man. Where who is that guy? You know, where did he come from? And shout out UCF. He's in the NFL yeah. for a reason because he's obviously one of the best players in the world. But you know, it's, you ain't the main guy on nobody's team. No, but he might be a number two now. And like that's how it works. That's how it works out over time. Like, so you you played with Big Ben for one year. And like when you think of like the second tier of dudes, it was like you mentioned Phillip Rivers and Matt Ryan and and Big Ben. And I guess Drew Brees kind of too. Like Drew Brees was Drew Brees was amazingly accurate, but like always again, didn't wasn't was always losing to the people above him. Like now you can go like 10 deep with like the second and third tier of quarterbacks now. I think right. that's that's an interesting change in the NFL is that you can go down to like Derek Carr and be like, is Derek Carr right now as good as like like Philip Rivers was at his peak? And then Philip Rivers is like a top five quarterback for like 10 years. Like Ooh. it's crazy how deep it is now. Man, I, I felt bad for Philip, man, because I wanted Philip Rivers to at least get to a Super Bowl. You know, mm-hmm. I want and because I think he's a great quarterback, even though he has a weird throwing style. I think he's a great quarterback. I, I like Philip Rivers, bro. He edgy. He got a little, he got a little, you know what I'm saying, a little pizzazz about him. Like you're talking trash. Like I, 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 I love bro. all his sound bites on, on on NFL Network and Series XM, bro. I listen to him on repeat. I love. I, I would have loved to play with him, bro. He, I, he matched my energy. You know, I could he matched my energy. I would have, you know, probably in the later years, year ten or something. I would have liked to play with him, but you know, I, I, I take my guy Brady over anybody any day. Of course, like you're you're gonna roll with Brady all the way through. <laughs> yeah, that's my guy, man. Uh, I, he just excited as he just be just excited as uh, for me to score a touchdown as I am. That's awesome. Like, okay, so I'm from San Diego originally, and like as a child, Philip Rivers was the quarterback of my team, and now I don't like them anymore because they left. But still, like, <laughs> it, it, but Philip Rivers was my boy for years. So like, I love the funky throwing style. I love the demeanor he had. Like he 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 gave the Chargers like meaning, and that's something. Like right. even if it wasn't a championship, it made us meaningful for for a time. Right. And like everybody, it, everybody likes to watch you guys play. Yeah, we got like him and Antonio Gates are always going to be like you get 10 years. It's always Philip Rivers and Antonio Gates. Everything else can change. LT, LT, man, LT should have been there longer. Like, I'm really sad it didn't last longer. That was that was weird. Yeah, I know. It was only like seven years with LT and they really they cut that one. And like four of those years, the team was really bad because it was with like the end of Ryan Leaf and the beginning of Drew Brees like. They didn't get enough out of LT. It was really, really stunk. I, I wish he could have played like, cause I was like seven when, when the, the LT MVP season happened and like the, right. the one conference uh, championship the one, they made. 20 touchdowns or something. Yeah. And then like the year after that, he, he got 25 to how many touchdowns was it? I think it was like 28, maybe like 28. It, that's what it was. Almost 30. That's, 
<laughs> imagine if he played in today's game where you're using him as a pass catcher too like he would have been oh god it would have been he was, so he, was he was he was before his time for sure because they were using him as a pass catcher and they were using him as a as a runner too um but nowadays offenses are so much more versatile and um What word am I looking? I mean, they're more. I guess. I guess versatile is the, is the word. The offenses are more versatile, and the and the, and the coordinators are younger and um, more aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know what I, I'm saying? So, LT yeah. probably be lining. You know where he's catching. You know swing routes a lot of the times out of, out of the backfield in San Diego. They might have him at the X spot, the Z spot, the slot spot. You know. Anything that they nowadays, because like I said, now the bro, look at what they do with Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry mm-hmm. run the Wildcat, bro. This guy's 6'4, 260. <laughs> run the Wildcat. Anything the, that they could possibly do to get the ball in his hands. The thing I always said is like, do you, do you remember um, like the first two years of McVeigh with Todd Gurley, where like Todd Gurley yeah. had like, like 1,900 yards and they like went to the Super Bowl. That's what I think LT would have looked like if he had played in today's game. It would have looked oh, yeah. like what those two Gurley seasons were. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's crazy how good he He'll probably be more like a McCaffrey. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I would bring it up. To, I've been saying this all offseason. The Panthers just ruined Christian McCaffrey's career, just wasted one of the greatest running backs of, of our generation, just wasted his entire career. Yeah. I don't know uh, why he I don't know why he wouldn't have forced his way up out of there by now, but he he took the money and he got hurt the last two years. Like as soon as he got the money, he got hurt. So uh, I'm sad they, about that. It's because they try to overuse him, you know. He's mm-hmm. only five ten. You know, five nine, five ten, maybe mm-hmm. one ninety five, two hundred pounds, mm-hmm. two five, something like that. He's all and they've he, had for seven he, years. He swole to be to be so small, but at the end of the day, bro, muscles they look good, but you're still little. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? A safety I, can still come downhill and really knock you out. Yeah. These safeties are 220, 230 pounds nowadays, 6'2", all of them. Mm-hmm. And they run at four threes. They're, they're, they're looking like modern day. They're looking like modern day linebackers, you know, <laughs> back there. And your backers are small now. Your backers weigh 220. Your you backers look like Darius Leonard, who's right. just you know, crazy look, person. Look at, look at Levante David. Look at the guy out here in, in, with the Cardinals, I forget it, Buda Baker. Look at, I mean, bro, you go down the line, bro, just look at these guys, Kirk, look at, Kirk C., uh, whatever his name is. Guy who never these, gets credit is. Um, are, these guys are only like 220 pounds, 225 pounds, you know. They're just mm-hmm. fast linebackers, you know. They're the same size as the corners and stuff now. Corners are nowadays are 205, 210. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you're not having no, they don't have no more. Ray Lewis is back there, 6'2", 250 pounds. You know what I'm saying? Ready to stop and going the whole time. The league is about speed now. Everybody. If you don't got speed at every position, you, you're far behind. 
if, if people get smaller though, that could go back to like a, an era of power running though. Cause if you bulk up your running backs and you're taking on two 20, two 30 guys, power running could come back as an advantage against some of these teams. Yeah. A huge advantage, but with the, with the modern day OCs, would, will it? I mean, this is a pass happy league now. There's, there's a couple teams that do it, though. Like, I mean, Belichick's the easiest one to throw out there. Like, Belichick's Baltimore, the one. Baltimore runs the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. Tennessee runs it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. um, Pittsburgh still runs it a lot. Um, Does San Francisco count? Because they do they do wacky stuff with running the football. I mean, a run is a run to me. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. If you don't got no good running back, you got to improvise. Mm-hmm. Right, you know what I'm saying? So, like those teams, the Titans, you know those those teams are. Think about the coaches, Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin, old school, mm-hmm. New England, Bill, old school, Tennessee, Vrabel, old school, you know, um, Baltimore, Harbaugh, old school. He not he not tradition he not running in a traditional I formation, but Lamar might get 12 carries. The running back might get. 18, another back might get 10. Mm-hmm. You know, that's 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 40 carries. When Lamar's your number one and you still got three starting caliber running backs, why the hell wouldn't you run the football? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like I said, man, you know, it's it's just the it's just the generation we're in. Um, you don't have a lot of old school guys anymore that's gonna be like, I don't care, fuck it, I'm gonna run the ball. It ain't all and if it, you're gonna have to stop me for four quarters. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get my dog running back. You know, uh, whoever it is, Legarrett, Derrick Henry, Chubb, whoever my big dog running back is. I'm gonna talk the pill 25. I'm gonna give it to him 25, 28 times, 30 times, and we're gonna lift our head up at the end of the game and see what the outcome is. I like our chances. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That's that's how Bill. That's what Bill's approach is: run the football and stop the run. That's that's he gonna preach that every single day. And I mean, shit. Like I said, man, it's modern now. You got McVay's offense. You got uh, the whatever the Niners got name offense. You got Zach Taylor offense. You got Lefleur. Uh, you got yep him. You got uh, Peyton just retired. Um, uh, it's still the same OC, I think. Is it Lombardi? I think is someone Lombardo. Lombardi. Lombardo. He. I mean, I guess you you couldn't really force him to be you couldn't really force him to be old school because he got Breeze. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You you gotta let you, you gotta play through Breeze, which is understandable. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know? Sean Payton built an entire offense around like how we just need a really really accurate quarterback. Who are we gonna right. get? How about the most accurate quarterback in the history of the NFL? Facts. You it's, know what I'm saying? So you got you got these old school coaches that are still. Um, Stick to the roots of football, which is you know run the ball, stop the run. But I mean, again, you know nowadays you got you really got these thirty-year-old coordinators. Some of them are 31, 32, 30, 33, 34, whatever head coaches, even you know, mm-hmm. and 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 they running fast pace, sometimes no huddle, um, strictly shotgun type offense. You know what I'm saying? And, and if you can't keep up. They're going to beat you 45 and 7. <laughs> yeah, you so mean literally like the Bills the, did in the playoffs uh, last year? Like the Bills did to the Patriots in the playoffs yeah, last year? Because we, we couldn't do it. We, well, we just couldn't, we couldn't keep up. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? 
the first time we played them, we passed the ball, I think, five times. We won that game because we was able to run the football. The 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 throwback version, the throwback way of football ended up trumping the new generation type. Well, the second time you play, we're both really good teams. You come up with the same game plan that I'm gonna just run the ball the whole time. They changed their game plan. We finna stop the run. And then we finna make Matt, Matt, Matt Jones beat us. Let's stop the run. Mm-hmm. They stopped the run. Matt couldn't beat them. They were scoring a lot of points. <laughs> you see where I'm going. They didn't stop them one time. They didn't Not stop once. them one time. And of course, yeah, because Buffalo's the Buffalo's got the the horses, I guess, to do that on offense. Like they can just yeah, pick things on. up and they got them all. Mm-hmm. Except a running so, game. Even the tight end, I like the tight end. Oh, uh, Dawson? Yeah. I like him. I like the tight end good. I like him, bro. He's, he's pretty nice. Yeah, I, I feel it. All right, finish up here. To, this is really fun, actually. I like doing the football combo like this. Um, how are you feeling about your boy Tom getting $375 million to go to Fox? Yeah, man, they never did a commentating job a day in his life. How you gonna give him three hundred seventy five million? Because his name, what? I guess. Ten years. <laughs> I got all that's, all. that's basically saying is we're gonna lock you down for ten years. We don't care how trash you are at this. We're gonna train you to 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 be. We know we know your work ethic. We know whatever you do, you go full throttle. So we know that if we lock you in for ten years, we can train you and teach you how to become one of the better. Broadcasters, mm-hmm. like we can yeah. we can show you the ropes. We're gonna link you up with two of the greatest broadcasters ever, and you're gonna learn from them. We're not gonna put you on NFL Network with 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 uh, uh I guess Kay Adams just left, but Kay Adams and, and Nate Rob Burleson and you know the other guy. We ain't putting you on there. We putting you with the top dogs. Yeah, because it's Tom Brady, I guess. Like, it's, yeah, it's, three hundred and seventy-five million, bro. What? What did that? I ain't even know they. I ain't even know what. I ain't even oh. know they even did that in like broadcasting. Like, I didn't even know like what. You want the fun stat about that? So Tom Brady's now the third largest uh, or third highest paid employee in in all of cable television. The only people ahead of him are Oprah and Judge Judy. <laughs> so he is now the third highest paid. Brought person on television. Yes. Tom Brady's the third highest paid person on all of television. <laughs> so people that have been doing this for their entire lives. Mm-hmm. Yep. You graduate hey. high, you graduate college, and you dedicate your life to this for 30, 30 years. Like people like Steve uh, Harvey. <laughs> Kirby. <laughs> oh man. It's what his name it's, is Herb Street. Kirk Herbstreit, same thing. Yeah. Kirk Herbstreit's only making like nine million a year. At, I mean, nine million is a lot, but like relative to yeah. Tom Brady, he's making like a fourth of Tom Brady at Amazon. You know what I'm saying? Like, who else, who else is like a big time, like long time broadcaster that everyone knows? I mean, like Charles Davis is like the, the B team on CBS now. He's probably yeah, who, only making it. Who does, who, does who does the NFL on, uh, on Fox? Um, Greg Olson? As it's the oh, he got he wears glasses. I forget his name. The, as Who the does Monday Night Football, he does Monday Night Football. Um, are you talking about Brian Greasy? No, nah, I ain't talking about Greasy. 
Uh, I mean, anyways, any of these guys that's been doing it for a long, long time, I can't, they names ain't coming to mind, but, um, you know, some of these guys got 25, 30 years of experience, man. You know, only making, you know, probably a couple million a year, you know. Or a couple Brady thousand. Break like, the bank, and now he is the third highest paid on the judge. But what does Judge Judy make? What Judge Judy? How the fuck she on there? Judge Judy, dude, syndicated television's crazy. Like, I think, um, I think what's what's the guy who hosts Wheel of Fortune? Um, Pat Sajak. I think he yeah. makes like he makes like 20 million a year, I think. Like syndicated television money is crazy. Bro, what, what, what does Judge Judy make? Judge Judy, um, let's see, Judge Judy's salary. Judge Judy makes 47 million a year, it looks like. What the fuck? <laughs> what? Yeah, is she dude. even really a judge? Sort of. I mean, what does that mean? Sort of. I mean, I, I'm more of a judge than Steve Harvey. I know Steve Harvey's got a judge show on ABC. Yeah, I, he just started it. Yeah, I, I don't think Steve Harvey's qualified to practice law, but I, I think Judge Judy is. Let's see, Judge I, Judy. I holy just shit. go judge on something and then just make it a show. Judge Judy's net worth is four hundred and sixty million dollars. Apparently, oh my god! <laughs> I mean, that's similar. Like, from like just the show. This is not even for her doing real cases before the show. Let, let's see. I, let me Google Judge Judy. Is Judge Judy like qualified to to practice? Oh she's wait, a TV personality. Let's see. Um, Okay, no, she is okay. She is qualified to, so she she passed the bar in 1965. Um, worked as a lawyer for like 20 years, and then got a got a um, cable television, well, syndicated cable television show, kind of around the same time Oprah was popping off too. So, like, I know Oprah's Oprah's worth like two billion dollars now. But yeah, she's probably think- one of the richest people in the world. Mm-hmm. she's the i think she's the richest person in entertainment at the very least like her and um her and tyler perry sold a company that was worth like a billion dollars or something like that oh they had it together i think so or i think either she was an investor or something like that right tyler yeah. perry just came out of nowhere and started making hundreds of millions Tyler Perry's a billionaire. I'm pretty sure. I'm not. A, I, I'm pretty sure Tyler Perry's a billionaire. But I, I saw that one time. I was kind of like amazed by it. Yeah, Tyler Perry's worth 1.2 billion dollars. Pro. <laughs> judge, judge. Bro, I, I feel like, bro, in order for you to get that that kind of wealth, bro, you got to have a game plan in your mind so early, so early. And ironclad. Like, I don't think you just look up on that. Like, you got to have something in your mind that nobody else has or knows. Sometimes you also get lucky, right? So, like, I think of like Drew Carey. He like he's he's the guy who hosts The Price Is Right. I'm guessing he makes like a crazy money. Also, let's see, Drew Carey. Drew Carey makes like 15 mil a year, but like he, he started as like a comedian and then just happened to find his way into hosting game shows. It's like, sometimes you get lucky on that too. Yeah. Nah, that's just, that's crazy. It is yeah. crazy though. Just the amount of money that, that people are willing to pay for a person's like, I guess company or opinion, mm-hmm. you know, 375 million for Tom Brady's opinion for 10 years. 
even even more than Tony Romo. And we think of like Tony Romo is kind of the same thing. Like they put him in the booth. He was really good. He only got like like 17 mil from CBS. Like and we thought that was crazy at the time. Like, bro, then so so. And then on top of that. So Romo, so Romo went straight into the booth when he retired. Yeah. There has to be, there has to be someone that you know to like be able to make that move. You know what I'm saying? If you understand what I'm saying, like you can't, they're not just calling you out of the blue. Like you got to know someone, you know what I'm saying? Like that money don't just, like nobody ain't just called Tom and be like, hey, bro, we're going to give you 375. Like <laughs> they yeah. probably had to call him, like, hey, bro, you thinking? Hey Brady, man. Hey, the, hey, I got something up for you. I got a proposition for you, bro. I, I don't know if you want it or not, but da, da, da. oh shit, two hundred million. If y'all can get it up a little bit, I might come. Mm-hmm. He's probably and going to go ESPN and negotiating with ESPN and NBC, like probably Amazon. Even like he was, Amazon, he was doing all that. Like, what? like, how do you even get them on the phone? Like, I know. It, I mean, he's Tom Brady, and like Tony Romo, like Tony Romo wasn't the greatest quarterback in the world, but he's he buys yeah. a lot from being quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys in the two thousands because like Dallas yeah. Cowboys used to mean something. I mean, they they've been like Kyler said, they've been asked my entire life, but still, like it used to mean something more. Like in the nineties and two, same thing with Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman just yeah. retired, went right into broadcasting because Cowboys team, quarterback. Man. Yeah. That that team, no matter how good or bad they are, I'm interested to see if it'll buy Dak Prescott anything whenever he gets close to retirement. Because like I don't, I don't think of the Cowboys like mattering the way that they used to. Like even when Tony Romo was playing, like Des Bryant is still like famous because he was Cowboy wide receiver and like the closest thing to Michael Irvin. I don't, I don't know if that's going to exist for like Dak and Zeke and CD Lamb and them. It's going to exist for Zeke because Zeke does some things that a lot of running backs ain't never done in the league. So it'll always be there for the demand will always be there for him. But again, Dak and, you know, CD, even freaking who was a tight end there? Um, (laughs) Jason Witten. Jason Witten. Even he got a job in the booth. Oh, they, they retired him. Like he he retired early, went to the booth, and then like unretired again. Like they they just wanted to try the magic. But now Jason right. Witten, it, it didn't work for Jason Witten, but it worked for the other guys. Right. We'll see for Witten. You know, he got back. He got in the booth. Mm-hmm. He got Monday Night Football, not just the the booth. He got the booth. Like come it, on, man. So it, it it pays to be a part of America's team now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and gotta suffer the suffer the <laughs> suffer the, the bad part first. I I wonder if the Patriots kind of neuter this thing because like I see all the Patriots are getting like jobs on television now. So I wonder if the Patriots are like the new version of that. If like some of like Gronk is going to be on television somewhere. Like I guess he was when he retired for a year. I guess I guess he was on the Fox like studio show, but like. Rodney Harrison can get on TV and like, obviously yeah. now Tom Brady's going to get on TV and Teddy Bruschi and all of them. I wonder if that's like the, the Patriot thing is going to carry over. It might, it might, you know, Bill, Bill named carry weight, man. If you've been there for more than a couple of years to where you've been really um, garner some fans and garner like uh, the attention of the organization. And, and I mean, I'm, I, I haven't played there since 2006. 16 maybe i think 
and 15 or 16 or whatever it is. And I go there and it's like, I never left. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Like you're still, I mean, you, did you go to Boston like semi recently and, and like, they kind of brought um, yeah, you back a little uh, bit? Probably like just for a, for a wedding. I went there uh, probably like a month or so ago. Okay, cool. Because I, I imagine, like, if if you're going to like Foxborough and you're like, welcome back there, I'm sure they still love you there. It's weird how that oh, works. Yeah. In oh yeah, I ain't been to Foxborough in forever. I mean, it's the Patriots thing that is trip it, this year though. Oh, you are nice. Yeah, nice. That's that's gonna be fun. I imagine. Patriots are Patriots have that kind of Cowboys lore to them. And maybe that's just because they won a whole bunch and like the Cowboys won a whole bunch in the nineties and that bought them a whole bunch. I'm interested by them. And obviously like it worked out for Tom, it'll probably work out for Bill. If he ever wanted to leave coaching, like oh, I, yeah. su- I assume he's oh, yeah. got, Bill ain't gonna do the media side. yeah. I mean, he did that NFL 100 thing and, and people like that, I guess. <laughs> He did that show where they brought in all the 100 best players or whatever. And I guess that was kind of cool. I don't know. Maybe yeah, maybe Bill will get yeah, uh, maybe, that out. Maybe, maybe Bill going to work for the, the league office. I don't know, man. Bill, Bill, I feel like he's got a nice little cushy situation if he ever does want to retire. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, this is really fun, dude. I appreciate all the time. I wasn't sure how long it was going to go for, but this was this was really fun. I appreciate it, Garrett. I appreciate it, man. You know, anytime, bro. We're we're gonna plug the 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 company on the front end, but you want to say anything more about LG's Feel Good? Also, at the end here. Yeah, um, you know, obviously, you know, my company is a CBD company, um, all natural, organic, um, isolate, isolate. It has uh, zero THC involved in it at all. Um, Rollerball, salve, pain patch. Sleep gummies, anxiety drops. We have things for pain. We have things for mental health. Um, the whole nine, you know, sleep deprivation, um, you know, bad sleep patterns. Um, the whole nine, y'all. Any anxiety things, we got it all. Um, LGsfeelgood.com is the best place. Best best place that you want to shop at when it comes to dealing with any of these things. Um, like I said, it's all natural. Has any? Don't, don't have any. Um, it's not any pills or anything like that that can be addicting. Um, for anybody to have any kind of addictive behavior, you know, addictive um, characteristics, you know, this isn't going to harm you. You can take as much as you need, as, as less as you need, um, and you'll be good every day. You know, only, the only problem is, is don't get addicted to the candies. <laughs> they're extremely good, but they're just to help you sleep. <laughs> Keep it in mind. Keep it in mind. Awesome, LGSfeelgood.com is where you can find all the products. LGS Feel Good on Instagram, LGS Feel Good on Facebook. That's where you find it all. Also, to make it easier for people, there, there's a link in the description to this episode. So, like, open your phone right now and you can find it. Go find it real quick. So, um, appreciate it, dude. This is really yes, fun. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, man.